long time ago in a galaxy not so far away. Do you love Star Wars? Probably not as much as these two nerds. Join our hosts, Cody Smith and Brendan Long, as they take a deep dive into the Star Wars universe. Join them for laughs, for fun, for entertainment, for Star Wars. So if you like Star Wars, this is the podcast for you. Star Wars, Leia, Luke, Darth Vader, lightsabers, pew, 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 pew. So join our hosts for In a Galaxy Not So Far Away, coming at you every second Wednesday on the Froggy Style Productions Podcast Network. You can listen at fsproductions.ca or wherever you get your podcasts. May the force be with you. This podcast is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for up-to-date information regarding this podcast and all the other awesome podcasts that we produce. If you would like to learn more about the podcasts that we produce, visit fsproductions.ca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, the podcast where we hope to introduce you to your next favorite band. Before we get into this episode of the show, I'm going to take a couple moments here to thank the individuals who helped to make this show possible. So a very special thank you to Barbara Emerson, Wanda Smith, Tori Smith, Tierra Penner, Jeff Perry and Jacob Murphy. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. If you would like to be one of these awesome individuals, check out our podcast network's Patreon page. You can find it at patreon.com slash fsproductions. When you support the podcast network, you in turn support us. Um, You can donate as little as $1 per month or as much as you would like. The more you do donate, the cooler rewards you do get. You get early access to the podcasts. You get bonus audio content and fun stuff like that. So if you would like to be one of these cool, awesome individuals, check out patreon.com slash fsproductions. There will be a link in the episode notes if you would like to uh, like to check it out. And a big thank you to all the people who donate at all the levels. You rule. You help us out so much. And you help to make this show the best that it can possibly be. We use that money to buy the music that we use on the show and also kind of funnel it back into the music community. So if that sounds like something that uh, you're into... That website, again, is patreon.com slash fsproductions. If you would like to donate directly to the show, you can do that now. We actually have something that's called a virtual tip jar. You can find that at fsproductions.ca. It's a button that literally says virtual tip jar. When you click on it, I think it takes you to PayPal and you can make a one-time donation to the show or you can set up a reoccurring PayPal donation if that sounds like something you're into. Uh, So yeah, 
fsproductions.ca. Check it out. If you're looking for a free way in which you can support the show, ratings and reviews are huge. I've said it like 14 million times, uh, but it's true. Uh, the more ratings and reviews we have, the greater chance we have to be seen through uh, the algorithms and stuff. Um, yeah, so ratings and reviews. The more we have, the more fans we can connect with, the more music we can spread to the world. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter. You can find the sign-up page at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing that you're going to see when you visit the website. There's a little email bar. You type in your email, you hit subscribe, and you are signed up for the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter comes out on the first Monday of every month, and it just keeps you informed with everything that is happening at Froggy Style Productions. It uh, lets you know about new podcasts and information on their current podcasts. It give you, gives you a podcast release schedule for the month, and it uh, sends the most recent episodes of all the podcasts directly into your inbox, so you don't have to go looking around the internet for them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it also We're also doing a fun thing, uh, music video of the month. Uh, so if that sounds like something you're into, sign up for that monthly newsletter. That sign-up page, again, is at fsproductions.ca. While you're at the website, check it out. There's lots of cool supplementary content that goes along with a lot of these podcasts. So yeah, fsproductions.ca. It's a cool website. I'm going to say it one more time because I just like to say it fsproductions.ca on this episode of groove talk i am joined virtually by the entire band uh called meadow drive meadow drive is a uh, they're it's kind of hard to describe but they're like kind of like lounge rock uh the way that i describe it is it's kind of like um a 1950s Vegas lounge act meets a uh, modern rock twist. Uh, their music is really cool. They just put out an EP called The Art of Misinterpretation. It's a really cool EP, So, and we get the chance to talk all about it. They tell us um, what went into the making of that, how the whole EP kind of came about, and stuff like that. It was a real joy chatting with all the members of Meadow Drive. Um, so, and I thank them immensely for appearing on the show. You can find the counterfeit ending, which is off of uh, that EP, The Art of Misinterpretation, at the end of the episode, if you would like to check it out. Um, and you can find the EP for sale on Bandcamp or I'm sure wherever you get your music from. You can stream it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. All those links will be in the episode notes. So if you would like to connect with Meadow Drive the band, check out the episode notes. All their socials are in there. All their music information is in there. This was a great episode and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. Uh, welcome.
welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this episode, I am joined by Meadow Drive, the band. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Um, so I guess just to start off, could you guys maybe introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about the band? Yeah. Yes. Matt, are you? I'm, what do you play? I'm Matt. I'm the drummer. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know a little bit about you. <laughs> he just plays drums. Yeah, yes. that's all. Basically. <laughs> drummers. <laughs> you know how drummers are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Charity. I do lead vocals, I guess. And yeah, I'm in the you band know. Meadow Drive, which is fun, as yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm Jenna, and I play bass and sing some, sometimes. And uh, also play yes. keys, keys on our EP. Keys on the EP yeah. as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Daniel. I play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guitar. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah. I guess maybe could you give us a little bit of background information on the band? Like when did you form? How did you guys all meet and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I'll take this one. Um, so Jenna and I, well, and Jenna and Matthew are brother and sister, actually. So we've actually, our families have known each other for years. So we've like known each other for a really long time. Um, Jenna and I were in like a couple of random trios back in the day together. And then I think about a year and a half ago, we were like, yo, let's actually make this something we want to do and kind of take it more seriously, I guess. Like two weeks before we said yes to a gig, Matthew joined <laughs> us on drums. And then uh, we found Danny through another guitar player who used to play with us as well. So then we pulled Danny into the mix. And then, yeah, basically we played a gig after two weeks of knowing each other. <laughs> And then, yeah, people were like, wow, how long have you guys been playing together? And we were like, ah, you know, two weeks. <laughs> so, and then we just decided yeah. it was a good a good sign if people were saying that to us. We kept kept the band like this. And yeah, yeah. Awesome. I guess that's basically free, right? Yeah. That's our history. There it is. <laughs> Very exciting. So you said, uh, so about a year and a half ago, you guys kind of came together? Yeah, I think that gig we played was August, August 2019. 2019, yeah. I guess you got some uh, uh, show experience and stuff in before the whole pandemic thing happened. Not a lot, but yeah, it's like yeah. two shows and then <laughs> yeah. things fell apart. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, I, I talked to a band and I, they actually, they actually formed in February of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah uh so they played like one show and then haven't played a show since together so <laughs> that's brutal yeah so um i guess how how do how do meadow drive songs come together then what's your writing process like oh, jenna oh gosh <laughs> um i feel like we don't really have like a standard writing process but a lot of the time it's uh it's usually chaired and i together and we just Often one of us has an idea, typically it's a bass line or something that, or just a drum groove or something that we think is cool. And then uh, we sit at a piano together often. She feeds me snacks and brings tea and keeps me focused. And then together somehow we form things uh, together. Often the lyrics are kind of like a last, like it's kind of the last thing we do often. Mm -hmm. um, we write them a lot just based on like consonants and vowels and stuff that that we think sound cool is it more of like the voice is more of another instrument rather than the songs kind of be revolving around the actual lyrical content of what the song is um 
Yeah, and then once we kind of have like a base structure of what the song is, usually there's some line, whether it's like the drum group is going to be this or the bass line is going to be this for the main part of the song um, and some sort of harmonic structure. And then we bring it to these boys and we're like, okay, Danny, can you play something super clean and crisp, but no, no higher than that. And uh, actually, you know what, you know, this song, yeah, can you play with that tone? But then this other like rock song is completely unrelated. Can you like play that rhythm? And then like... And Matthew, you know, just do something and then I'll tell you when it's right. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of reference to um, a lot of different songs or artists or whatever. Genres. Um, but we often like pull weird things from each one. Like it'll be we want the tone from this song, but we actually want the groove from this song and the, you know, the overall theme from this song or whatever. And that's how we attempt to get our point across to each other because uh, we don't really write specific parts for each other but often have each other's like playing styles in mind like often i'll write things um or both of us will write things for each other and be like no oh, this is going to be this is going to be hard for you so i'm going to write this <laughs> but it's also going to suit your voice or yeah. it's going to suit danny's guitar playing style or like matthew's drumming style so i'm going to like focus on whatever your unique strength is and that's kind of how we weirdly sound as a cohesive band by playing <laughs> very individual styles. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so you would say that, like, as you are writing the song, you kind of have like an idea in your head what you want the finished product to sound like. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, you do. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really hard time finishing things, so that's where Jared comes in a lot of the time because I come up with a bunch of ideas, and then she's like, "No, no, we need to finish this. Okay, what do you want to do next? <laughs> where should we go from here?" Should we add another verse? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, often have like a sound in mind, but not really a very cohesive thought of like layout of this song, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, once we start jamming it together, like it definitely progresses into something like something different happens or like Danny will play something that we like more than our idea. So that also comes happens a lot as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys said that you kind of draw from a lot of different genres and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of wondering what maybe some of your influences are. Um, what, what kind of music are you listening to? And, and, uh, I guess, yeah. What, what are your influences? I feel like, would that be beneficial to answer like individually? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're, they're very different. (laughs) Yes, they are. There's a lot of, I listen to this, but my influences for our band is also this. Yeah, what are some of the, what are some of your main influences? Like for singing? Yeah, yeah, for singing. Because <laughs> I feel like for singing and then also for like writing stuff is different as well, yeah. which is kind of annoying. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is a hard question. Start listing things. Start listing things. Um, it also depends on like, like I'll listen to a lot of something and then I'll like move on from that as well. But a genre I always, I always listen to is like 80s disco and like 80s pop i love stuff like that i love like groovy r and like old r&b soul and stuff which i listen to a lot but i yeah, also well, like, like hold up like stevie wonder and chic yeah she and a lot of like those guys were a really big influence on like our single hold up but they also had very little influence on the rest of like our ep because <laughs> we kind of were like oh yeah okay let's do something different now <laughs> yeah well enough of that <laughs> yeah but yeah, so that's, yeah, I like a lot of that kind of genre. I like, what else? Oh, man, I'm, like, blanking because I'm under pressure now. Now I don't know what Matthew, I listen to. Matthew, who do you listen to regularly? Who inspires your drumming? Oh, 
That is a very, very good question. <laughs> I listen to a lot across the board. Um, mostly, I guess, would be like, I find a lot of metal drummers to be very good and, and very interesting to pick out stuff from them. So I would look at more the actual drummers than I guess, and just kind of pick out different things from their songs. And then also the older 80s rock and stuff like that. There's some really interesting stuff from there. But then also um, like a lot of jazz stuff, a lot of like, I guess like dream theater and stuff like that. You get a lot of interesting from from that. So it's just kind of a lot of, um, yeah. Just I don't everything. Know, just kind of everything. <laughs> like I, I kind of go through and I'm like, oh, I like that groove or that sound out of that, you know, and kind of pick things apart from, from all kinds of different genres. I don't really have a specific one that I normally would listen to. It's just kind of all over the place. I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that out of that genre, but I really like this that they do. You nailed it. That's yeah. basically what I was stumbling around trying to say. Because like, <laughs> I listen to, like, I have some favorite singers and like, you know, one of them is like the singer of Tool and you're like, that doesn't incorporate us at all but like <laughs> his style is so unique and it's really cool and then you get like you know there's a disco band called Starpoint. i love that singer so much she's like amazing and then you get like you know like i listen to lady gaga sometimes too <laughs> she's got like an amazing voice so it's like that same kind of thing whereby it's like if i like something they do then i'll incorporate that into my style as well yeah yeah and like you, a lot of that bands like a lot of funk bands like Wolfpack. Um, yeah. they're like a big influence, I think, but just in probably the biggest thing that we take away from listening to their stuff is just the part writing and how each instrument, like what they're playing, isn't necessarily something crazy, but it's like a specific part. Um, and when you layer those all together, how they kind of weave together and stuff, uh, a lot of, I see a lot of bands like that. I sent yeah. Matthew a lot of, I'm like, okay, listen at this point in time listen to this alan stone song because this beat is really cool yeah. and you're gonna play it sometime at some point or just randomly we should put cowbell in here <laughs> and we did it sounded good danny yeah uh i've got a few like i don't know if a lot of my influences um are even what I listen to necessarily. I, uh, I think that I listen to, like I listen to a lot of country music um, and some blues, which I don't know if, I mean, country probably doesn't come through in my playing at all, but um, yeah, one of my favorite guitarists actually talked about like um, basically playing the guitar almost as if it's a vocalist singing. And I think that's something that kind of resonates with me um, again, I don't know if that really comes through in my playing, but that's kind of what I try to think about when I'm, when I'm playing. And so I, I just think that's really cool. Cause I've always been really into actually listening to like the melody of, you know, whoever is singing and what they're singing. So nice. yeah, that's just kind of something I'm into and I, but I can't sing. So <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> a lie. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool that you said that because uh, one of my favorite guitarists as well, uh, Peter Frampton, does something very similar. Uh, he uses like the talk box and stuff. And I saw him live one time and he did this cover of Black Hole Sun. And it was entirely instrumental, but like he was making the guitar sound like the words. So it's like 
you could see the words through the guitar, which was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to unpack there, but uh, I guess what would you, I guess, classify Meadow Drive? What genre would you classify it as um, then? I know this is like, every musician's least favorite question, so we might as well just get it out of the way. <laughs> we were hoping you could answer. Have we ever settled on anything? We've no. never, well, we sound a lot like the genre acid jazz, but also not quite. So that's our answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in today's music, it's like you just kind of throw a couple of genres together and then like that's what genre you are. Like you kind of most most bands I talk to kind of have to like define their own genre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listen to your guys' EP and I it sounds like, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I think I, I made an Instagram post about it. It's like 50s lounge mu music meets modern rock or whatever. Um, and I think that's the best way that I could describe it, probably. It's very accurate, You did actually. a great job. Yeah. You did a great job. So we were like, we were just like prog jazz. Prog we'll just call ourselves <laughs> It's very interesting music. And I was actually very, uh, like, pleasantly surprised when I listened to your guys' EP for the first time. You know, I just kind of, on the surface, I saw, you know, a, a four-piece band. And anytime I see, like, a local four-piece band, I just assume that they're going to be playing, like, some version of, like, punk music. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I listen to you guys, and you guys are so not punk music. <laughs> Which is funny, because Jenna's I favorite bands are punk, so... Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, like, it was so it was so different and so awesome and, like... Uh, so pretty in a way and like it was just it was it, like I said I was pleasantly surprised the first time I listened to it thank you glad, glad, to, hear glad yeah. to hear that yeah um so I guess uh just like on on the subject of the EP I guess um how how did this EP come together <laughs> Danny what's your take on how the EP came together <laughs> you laughed so you have to talk <laughs> well I was laughing because we were still writing songs on the way to the studio. <laughs> songs. So five minutes before we recorded. <laughs> no, I was good. I think we've been, we were writing some songs and I think we were writing more for, you know, just so we'd have more to play at, at shows and that kind of thing. And, uh, and I'm not even sure if any of the songs that we were writing ended up on the EP, <laughs> I think one but we got no salesman. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's it, nice. it ended up on there. And yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. We were just kinda writing for more material and then and then uh Jenna and Charity I think kinda brought up the idea. We were like, trying hey, to yeah. we, we should record. We have nothing else to do. Like we don't we can't play any shows. <laughs> yeah, so we might as well record and that'll, you know, help us get some get some more shows. Exactly, yeah. So I think that was kinda 
the main purpose of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that that sounds about right. And being able to be like, oh, we don't really know what type of music we play, but you can listen to us, and then you'll have an idea of what we actually sound like. Yeah, like when we're getting um, gigs and stuff. Which is if beneficial. we ever play gigs again. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we kind of were like, well, let's just do it. Like, we put this off for a long time. We've kind of... Yeah, and I feel like for we had also just, like, finally settled in, like, like found kind of the best way that we all can play together and like I don't know it just had kind of like settled into something like for real this time and I was like oh this actually is like kind of how Jenna and I have always wanted a band to sound that we were like a part of so it definitely was just like it was just kind of time as well I think because yeah. we're like this is a good timing because we like we have some great members and and it's like kind of have a sound that we were going for all along so let's cool um you'd actually be surprised at how many bands uh book studio time and then are writing on the way to the studio you know what i mean like <laughs> it seems to kind of be like a common theme amongst bands <laughs> we had an interesting time because matt was working out of town for like the months and months leading up to it so we had a couple weekends to be like okay well here's our unwritten songs that we now have to finish writing and learning so that we can go into the studio recording and by the way matthew you're recording at drums first <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty experience i think a lot of stuff just happened we're like well we'll take that take and then we'll take it home and listen and find out how the song actually ended up playing out. <laughs> but uh yeah which was actually really fun for us because it was more organic in a way with a lot of the random little things in the songs and little fills and stuff that were added or taken out just because of how we recorded it and how almost unrehearsed somehow we were. <laughs> uh, so was that, was that all of your first times in the studio or have you been uh, in the studio with other projects before or? Well, in like a real studio. Yeah. We've Probably. been in a studio before. Oh yeah, we had, I forgot. Um, yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Like not very experienced at all but though. pretty much you could say it was yeah <laughs> and i've like i've played around with some like recording stuff but not actually recording for an ep or something like that yeah we had, an idea. We had a kind of general idea but it's very different when you actually <laughs> go and do it <laughs> so yeah, you walk in the door you get everything like, oh whoops <laughs> like i actually don't i sing. did bring my bass right <laughs> I, I guess what's uh what's maybe one of your favorite parts about being in the studio like that? I love that time just like stops and you just kind of get to be there and like do music. And when you have a cool idea, it's like, oh, let's do that instead. And let's just throw this. And it's just like, and then the comrad camarader camaraderie. Com yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know how to say that. You know, when you're all together having a good time. <laughs> um, just being able to be there together and create something and kind of be in your own little world is even if it's only for a couple hours at a time or whatever, it's a really cool mm -hmm. experience. And then have something like polished and clear and have a final product at the end instead of having the excuse of not finishing things because, mm -hmm. you know, but when you go to the studio, you have to you kind of have to come out with something. So it's kind of, it's cool to have like that deadline of we need to finish something, but at the same time, you have a lot of time to just play around with things as well. Danny, do you have a favorite part? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it was really awesome because we, yeah, I mean, leading up to to recording, like, we booked the studio, and I think we weren't even sure necessarily what was going to be on the EP, 
we had like a few <laughs> options. And uh, so we were just practicing like a ton. And, and I think that we all agree that we were probably, um, we're in our best shape uh, at our instruments. That's true. Uh, basically like during that time. And we're just, uh, so that was really exciting and obviously anticipation of being in the studio. And then you're finally there and it's awesome to hear, you know, once it's all finished, um, just kind of all your hard work paying off. Um, and it's really cool to be able to, you know, hand your CD or your EP to your friends and say like, yeah, sure to listen, like, tell me what you think and that kind of thing. It's just really rewarding. And yeah, like, mm -hmm. like Jenna was saying, it's fun. I'm just kind of hanging out and uh, Grant at Audio House was, it was really yes. awesome. Yeah. And, yes. uh, and when we had Daniel come in and play sax, like, that just it was yeah. so much fun just watching and listening to him you know riff for a few uh a few takes on our song so yeah just it was a lot of fun and mm -hmm. yeah shout really out to fun. daniel pelton for playing sax on the last track on our ep yeah. and yeah, grant at audio house for being like the best at what he does and yeah having a really cool studio that we can hang out in and, mm -hmm. yeah and being so good at his job but also so like it's so fun to like <laughs> yeah. hang out with yeah. putting up with our shenanigans yeah there was a lot of shenanigans but yeah Matthew, do you like your part? it was just super super fun to be able to go in and have a really focused time of mm -hmm. we're trying to get this done but also having a ton of fun doing it and um, yeah, it was, it was great recording there. He was so, so chill and, and easy to record with. And mm -hmm. if we had something that didn't work properly, it was do it again, but it was, yeah, it was just so much fun to, to do that together. And I think it, it really helped us all as to play, um, tighter together, um, and really pick the parts out and go, yes, this is what we want in this section. Mm. Instead of just kind of playing it and going, ah, it works. That's a good point. The iPhone didn't pick it up as sounding yeah. bad, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's beneficial to have like those deadlines, whether it be studio time or like just like self-imposed deadlines or maybe a show coming up or something like that. Cause at least for me personally, if I don't have deadlines, I will like just jam in, into eternity. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, kind of setting deadlines and goals as a band or as an individual is very beneficial to actually help get things done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, like Danny said, like when we knew we were recording, like all of us like stepped up our game, like to no end. Yeah. And like, by the time we got in the studio, I was like, you guys got like really good all of a sudden. And then I was like, I have to keep up. So I started practicing more because everyone got better than me. Nobody wanted to be the weak link. Yeah. So we all like worked our best. So that, so that actually worked out really well for this. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely shows through the music because um, just the way that all the songs sound, it seems like it's all improvised. You know what I mean? It's, it seems like it's just kind of you're playing off of each other in a way that like makes it sound kind of like raw and like almost like jammy in a way, but it's obviously not because it's recorded. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Thanks. So I, I'm actually kind of curious, I guess, how does, how does a live show look for you, for you, for you all? Um, what does a meadow meadow drive live show kind of seem like? Well, after, 
now that we've probably changed EP, a lot now. i think it's going to look a lot different <laughs> okay. than what it did before we were just like you know i don't know what we're doing quick write a song quick finish writing this part we have a show tomorrow <laughs> but now that we actually have like like a, a decent like repertoire and songs that people recognize like i think it's gonna it's gonna be really cool for sure yeah. but we're definitely gonna have to uh work that out when if we ever have a show again so I guess the answer would be we're not sure anymore. Yeah, <laughs> change stuff up a little. But yeah, we definitely like jam together a lot more now. So there's a lot of yeah. places in our songs when we're just hanging out, practicing and stuff, where it's like a lot easier for us to just jam random sections, and then somebody looks at somebody and goes into the next section, and then we're back on track with the song. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. works better in a live setting. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of maybe uh a strange question to ask since you probably haven't played a live show in like a year <laughs> more yeah. actually yeah yeah i think our first our first show we've been playing together for like two weeks so it wasn't really a good <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was kind of that was like just playing and, yeah. without messing up too badly <laughs> 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 and then I guess our second one would have been like a couple months after that. So we we've been playing together, and and Four that one was a lot ahead. more thought out, and we had a lot more kind of together for it. Yeah. I, well, and also but, that we had to write like a there's like a we had like 45 minutes, and we were like we do not have 45 minutes of music. <laughs> yeah. So we also like added some random covers like weeks before and stuff too. So. Do do you do you remember what your last show was before this whole thing kind of started? Or it was Gravity. Yeah, it was at Gravity Cafe, and we played with this awesome Edmonton band, Back Bruce. Back Bruce, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was the one when we're like, uh oh, we don't have enough material for forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. Yeah, that led to us doing a cover of Paramore because That's that true. fits our sound. <laughs> Why not? Nice. Um, I guess how. I mean, besides the obvious not playing shows and stuff, how has the pandemic kind of maybe affected the band and uh, your your output, I guess? Like not being able to play shows is a big one because I think you gain a lot of experience. Like you can practice yeah. on your own all you want and you can practice together as a band all you want. So but true. There's, there's nothing like the experience of playing a live show and nothing that you like, nothing that teaches you more than trying to play a live show or trying to, you know, and you have like a five minute turnaround and you're trying to switch things out <laughs> and like hope that you can hear things you need to hear and then get up and just have to do your best and play things and things inevitably go wrong. And I think you, you grow a lot as a musician and a band when you're able to do that, but not being able to do that over the pandemic has definitely been a hindrance, a hindrance, but yeah. at the same time, like recording and having the time and being like, well, okay, then when we go back and play live shows, we'll just be even better than we ever thought we could. So we'll just practice our butts off by ourselves and mm -hmm. try and do as much of that as we can. Mm -hmm. We we haven't had the the rush of like the the uh, deadlines. the deadlines to be like we need to prep for this show. So we've had a lot more time to be able to like work on, um, I guess certain songs and and go through that kind of mm -hmm. a lot more but there's not the same experience of actual live shows so. at the same time we don't have the deadline of shows yeah so then, so then it can be a lot lazier <laughs> yeah so i feel like we've become a lot a lot tighter 
in some areas and um, work together a lot more. But then also, if something goes wrong, we just kind of stop and deal with <laughs> something else or whatever. Whereas like you're in a live show setting, you can't really just nope. stop and <laughs> not do anything. So yeah. we have, yeah, a lot of stuff doesn't have starts and finishes. Because somebody just <laughs> yeah. starts playing something. We're like, okay, we'll play that song. <laughs> <laughs> just keep playing. So, <laughs> there's a lot of unfinished things because we don't yeah. have deadlines from shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But we've been fortunate enough to be able to practice a lot during the pandemic and have big spaces where we're able to actually do that even with all the restrictions and stuff like that. So, and uh, all of us being like our jobs and stuff, uh, being able to make that work somehow for the most part over this time has been a blessing for us as a band, being able to still continue to do that together. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What are some of the biggest challenges, uh, maybe, whether it be personal or whatever, um, in, in having a band like this, um, just is, is there anything that kind of keeps you guys from playing together other than I guess pandemic stuff, but. I'd say the biggest challenge is defining our genre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually like hanging out with them. So I was going to say, really hard none of us are actually friends. <laughs> <laughs> And they have no sense of (laughs) humor. Yeah, I don't know. You guys working, Matthew working out of town definitely caused us some problems. Um, And there was a while that Danny was working like seven days a week, so we never saw him. (laughs) But other than that, we all like each other quite a bit, I think, to a certain extent. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sappy. We, yeah, we have a good time hanging out together, and so it's, we kind of all always want to make time to hang out together, and doing music together is something that we really enjoy together, so that definitely, we don't, we don't have that challenge, I guess. I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot your question, to be completely honest. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was trying to come back to it, but no, I... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's sufficiently answered anyway. So okay. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um I guess I, I guess going back to the EP, um do do you all have like a personal favorite song off of the EP or I would like to know this answer for oh, everyone. No. <laughs> I feel like I have different parts different favorite parts of different songs. Like I love Matthew's drumming in that last song, Vindication. I love just listening to the drums in that song. And then like, I love I love Jenna's bass. Well, I guess Hold Up isn't technically on the EP, unless you buy the physical copy. Hey. It's on the bonus track. So. Or, buy it on Bandcamp. It's or on Bandcamp. On the bonus track. That's a quick plug for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this awesome band. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. anyway. So I love like the bass on Hold Up, and like I love Danny's guitar at Save Me and stuff. So I don't think I have a favorite. I just have like a lot of different parts of the songs that are my favorites. What's your favorite vocal? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jenna singing in the harmonies. <laughs> the harmonies in. No, I don't know. They're all hard to say, so I'm just glad I pulled it off. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite. I'm trying to think. Oh, they're all back. so dead-cassered. Daddy, <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, I think my favorite is probably the last track, uh, Vindication. 
I just I, Daniel killed it, and uh, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just some easy listing. It's <laughs> I really, I'm a big fan, and uh, yeah, that's probably like overall. I really liked. I mean, yeah, the other ones are all a lot of fun. Like my personal favorite way to play would be Snake Oil Salesman. I just it's just kind of fun, and uh, and we've been mm-hmm. playing that one for the longest, so I think that that uh, is mm-hmm. probably the one where the probably the tightest on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And then actually Charity's vocal on Save Me is so good. <laughs> and yeah, the bass throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, everyone did really well. That's so. true. Yeah, I think my favorite is probably Vindication. Nice. I like nice. Yeah. I like it a lot. Nice one. I always think I have a favorite and then I go through all the lists and I'm like, no, actually, I don't know. <laughs> changes. Uh, I think, I think if I had like had to pick a favorite, I think counterfeit ending might be my favorite. Um, that one came which is really so funny because that I was really so funny. mad at that song for so long. <laughs> she was. And also that vindication was like my baby forever. Yeah, and yeah. somehow it's not, my, but I really do love that song too. So mm-hmm. I think counterfeit ending Probably. I'm just gonna say counterfeit ending is my favorite song on R.E. Putting her foot down on the record. <laughs> you said you were mad at the song. Why were you mad at the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jenna. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. I uh, yeah, I have a tendency to. Well, yeah, <laughs> I hate writing love songs or anything like that, which is fine because we don't need to. But for some reason. I felt like I, I started writing the song and I had a completely different lyrics written and it was almost like the song was almost written yeah, and the all lyrics the were verses completely different. Yeah, like verses, everything was laid out perfectly, not a word needed to be changed. And I just hated it. And, <laughs> and then I came <laughs> along. <laughs> and this is why we're a good team. Jared came in and she's like, no, scrap those. You don't like them. Get rid of them and rewrite it. I was like, I'm not rewriting the whole song. Um, but then I made her. But we did. <laughs> <laughs> and now I love it. And yeah. I'm like super stoked about the way it turned out. Yeah, and it really like, I think it job. changed the sound of the song as well. Once the lyrics were changed mm-hmm. as well, because it was a very different vibe and a very different theme. Yeah. Um, and also the whole middle section was tried to, we tried so to long. think it through, which I usually just kind of like listen and then like, okay, what am it. I hearing? And then kind of feel it out and go from there. But so yeah. I was like trying to think too hard about it, I think, and had so many ideas and stuff, but none yeah. of them worked. Yeah, um, that so took it was, a while. It's a little bit frustrating. And then we were like, how about a Boston Nova section? Because that's, you know, the best we randomly could come up with. So then that happened. Yeah. yeah. And also I'm going to make Danny work really hard and play like a super yeah. sacred, like solo. That's over really long. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I love it now. And now it's turned into like, yes. A big favorite of yeah. people's too, which is cool. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely one of my favorite songs off the EP for sure. Now you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know the story behind it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is kind of interesting because just uh, the way that you guys all kind of answer that question is, I feel like it's very like, I feel like people who like truly appreciate music answer that question differently. Like I myself find myself when I listen to a song, it's like, oh, I really like this part of that song. Like, the drum fill of this certain song is really awesome, you know? (laughs) Or uh, the guitar bit of this certain song is super sweet. Like, (laughs) 
and and then you find that a lot in this EP too. Like uh, the the way that the bass line comes in on the very first song was like what hooked me into the EP initially. But then uh, that is so good. To <laughs> Why did we never take you guys? Why did you not tell me this beginning sucks? <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. to and it's funny too because both times we played that song live. No offense, Jenna. No, okay. No, can I fine. say this? Yes, okay. Basically, I'll Jenna just, just like <laughs> Jenna just like botched the intro every time, like the two times we played that song live, exactly. and then for some reason we like didn't ever change it. So, <laughs> so that's really funny that you should specifically point that out. So, Jenna, and and off. It literally was because like. That was just how we started because as we were teaching the song to people, I was like, well, I'll just start playing the line and then you can just join in and then we'll figure out the groove and then we'll, and then we'll go just, back and fix all the, the intro. Was the intro. <laughs> and then we never did. <laughs> so that's funny you should say yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's like the, the, the bass line, it's, it's super funky, it's super simple and it just like, it, it, yeah, it, hook, it hooked me and then the vocals come in and it's like, this is interesting and um, like, uh, unique in a way and it's very like I don't know it just draws you in and then the guitar playing uh, I think it's on counterfeit ending but I was just like that there's just like some little parts that it's just like very reminiscent of like black magic woman <laughs> I don't know if it was the tone or something but it's just like uh, it, 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 I don't know it you guys it killed it with the EP that is, guess uh, oh. is what I'm trying to say so <laughs> oh, okay. yeah do we love hearing like people's favorite parts or little things that they noticed and mm -hmm. stuff because yeah. we definitely spend a lot of time putting random like it's like no no put that slide there and like making sure that they go in specific spots even though they're the randomest little yeah 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 because we don't want things competing too much mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i remember it kind of all comes together like i would uh we would practice it and we would like like practice like save me or something so we'd practice save me like a couple months before recording and i'd have like my phone on voice memo mm -hmm. And then after I listened to it, I would like go through it. And like, there was this one part where Matthew like did this fill and all it was, was he hit his ride symbol. It was like, ding, and that's like all it was. But like, he did it somewhere and I'm like, that is perfect. So then I specifically was like, do you hear this one ride hit? Can you put this in the song? And then it's like, it's in the song now and it's still like the best thing ever. But we, I would do that with like, you know, everyone's while Jenny would do like a six slide somewhere. And I'd be like, that's so good there. So I think both of us did that a lot too. We would like listen after we had like voice mode it and then find little tiny like tiny parts that somebody would play and we'd be like that was the best thing ever. or even <laughs> random little mistakes so yeah that was something we did as well i think did you guys have a lot of control over that like aspect of it like um kind of you know the the mix down aspect of it i guess and like moving things around and stuff like that within the songs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think like when we, yeah, because a lot of our like writing and stuff is a lot of jamming and stuff. And then when we went into the studio, um, Grant was so patient with us being like going back and doing a part because somebody missed a little pop or a little slide or a little hit or something like the tiniest thing. that was like, he's like, oh. Oh, you did. did you, you want, okay, well, we'll oh, do it like, again. Oh, you meant to do heavy breathing in that part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then like even when we got the final mixes back, like I think there was two mixes that we, that we changed and other than that, everything was very, mm -hmm. because we play together and we jam together so often, I think we're really like in tune to each other and we're really conscious of instead, like not 
being like, oh, we need to keep the volumes different so that you can hear the guitar over the bass. It's like, well, no, how about the bass just doesn't play nearly as much and the guitar can shine through kind of thing. So a lot of like, Mm -hmm. even everything can kind of be on the same level, but yeah, all the parts kind of work together so that it's, they're not competing with each other. Yeah. And if it's somebody's moment to shine, like if somebody, like, I think Danny probably did something cool at one point and all of us were like, let's not do anything there. So (laughs) Danny can come through with his awesome line (laughs) stuff like that. It's kind of how we do that as well. I think so. Yeah. And yeah, we're all very honest with each other and upfront with each other when it comes to stuff like that too. So it's, uh, we're not mean to each other, but well, sometimes well, we are. <laughs> but there's a lot Sorry, of like, Eddie. yeah, <laughs> there's definitely like, I don't think we ever disagree on somebody. If somebody plays something really cool, we're like, oh, okay, everybody like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So that we can have this person. And everybody's like, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Someone will be playing something cool, and then all of us just look over at that person <laughs> like with our mouths wide open. <laughs> what did you just do? And then you know you either messed up real bad or you played something real cool, <laughs> yeah. and there's no in between. <laughs> True. Same reaction for both. <laughs> I think that's like one of the best parts about playing in a band is when somebody does something cool that's unexpected and you're all like kind of in it together and flowing together like that. It's like one of my favorite parts of like playing music with other people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's nice. Something you don't get when you're playing on your own for sure. Yeah, I even notice that sometimes like, you know, if I listen to the EP back, I'll I'll still notice things that other people were doing that like I didn't notice the first (laughs) few times that I listen to it or whatever and I just think that's kind of fun because yeah you just have like that there's kind of enough enough depth to it that you don't hear everything the first time Mm -hmm. um necessarily I just think it's kind of cool it changes yeah it just kind of changes the way I listen to it a little bit Mm. yeah I think what you guys kind of touched on there is like why I like your EP so much is like it's not just all the instruments playing together. It's like each individual instrument or vocal or whatever it is shines through when it's supposed to shine through. And each individual instrument has cool parts that are like, oh yeah, you can pick it out and be like, oh yeah, that was a cool part by the drums or that was a cool guitar part or a cool bass part. Like you're not competing, I guess, for the attention of the listener. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome you. that you noticed yes. that. <laughs> that was the goal. So it's... <laughs> that's good to hear yeah um making us feel like we maybe have a better idea of what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) so is there kind of just any final things that you guys want to throw out there before we close this out or uh thank you yeah Yeah. (laughs) everything that you do and thanks for having us and for yeah inviting us on and stuff it's fun hopefully we didn't ramble on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Go listen to our repeat. Yeah, listen to our repeat. We think it's cool, and even if you don't like it, then DM us and tell us you don't like it. And tell us why. (laughs) You know? But also, if you like it, then tell us why you like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's definitely, we're planning on doing some live off the floor stuff soon, hopefully, for for some videos, which would be kind of cool. So, you know, we're, we're still planning and scheming and stuff. So there's definitely more coming, for sure. Yeah doing our best until we can play live shows again yeah, to kind so of true. still be fun and <laughs> around <laughs> you know people don't forget about us yeah but yeah thanks for having us though mm-hmm. yeah anybody else yeah, yeah and we love any any info or any input into it or hey i really like this part or this mm-hmm. is really cool here or, that stuff's really helpful for us to as as That's we true. go forward to be like 
because sometimes we're like, oh, I'm not sure about that part. <laughs> but then other people are like, oh, I love that part. You like the baseline at the yeah, beginning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's always pretty yeah. Just kind of. We're just a here. bunch of proud, insecure musicians. <laughs> so we just need your validation. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'll have all the, you know, links of where people can find your music, uh, all your social media and stuff. It'll all be in the episode notes. So hopefully it'll be, if anybody does want to connect with you, it should be easy for them to find you. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to, to talk with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure.
like this episode of Groove Talk, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Help us break through those evil algorithms and reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. For up-to-date information on the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find us at Froggy Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.